What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the introverts. It has been a strange, strange time. Honestly, where do I begin? We haven't recorded in a very long time, Michelle and I, uh, thanks to good old COVID. Then it turned into a weird year. Then it turned bad. And now I'm thinking this was the year everyone fucking needed. This was the year that we needed to wake the fuck up as a community, as a nation, as a country, even globally. Because it seems that history is repeating itself, but in a different way. I think now the narrative has changed. I hope that this isn't just a trend that's going to die down. I hope this is a movement that will continue on forever and that we will teach our kids. And of course, what I'm talking about is the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, it's not just a a hashtag. It's not just a slogan. It is literally a movement where people are starting to wake up to, you know, the oppression of black people, the um, police brutality, the unfairness in our communities. And whether you agree with it or not, you cannot deny there's a difference between opportunity and race in this country. And it's even worse around the world. And we're not just going to, you know, just just stand by or, or sit idly by while this shit happens in our own fucking country. I, I feel like this is just an awakening for us. It makes us uncomfortable. People don't like it. Some people don't even agree with it. And those people haven't felt the pressure that African-Americans have felt in this country for hundreds and hundreds of years. I will say that Michelle and I feel very passionate about this being... Dominican being from a Caribbean island where majority of our ancestors were African. The rest were Tainos that were basically killed off. And the other half is just, you know, European Spaniard that got whitewashed, literally whitewashed Mm -hmm. throughout the years, through hundreds of years. I mean, we, we have experienced it ourselves. I mean, we haven't experienced the actual full on, you know, oppression or racism, but we have seen it with our own eyes. No, you're right. We've, we've definitely have witnessed a lot of the um, the racial injustice even in our own community. So seeing how something like this can happen time and time again in our own country, it just baffles my mind how we continue to let history repeat itself. And I had to take time to really educate myself on what America really stood for. I only know the bits and pieces of what History teaches us growing up, but there are parts that they don't teach you and you have to educate yourself on. And that that shit opened my eyes a lot. And I'm just like, how can you not be mad with them? Why does it have to be some sort of divide? And I constantly question, like, how do I play a part in this? And I feel like we're all held accountable. Yeah, like you don't have to be black. To you be don't mad. have to be black to be mad at all. I feel like. A lot of people, they say they don't see it. They don't see the injustice. If you see how one race is being treated unfairly, how do you not feel the same thing? Mm-hmm. Through social media, through the internet, through all the videos you have watched and seen, all the graphicness you have seen, how do you not think for one second that police brutality is targeted towards one race or how you know they're being so mistreated here in America? The, the question that should always be asked is, what if it was me? What if it was somebody I love? As somebody watching who has never been through it, you can only imagine what they're going through. 
But if you have gone through it yourself, you know what it feels like. Mm -hmm. So those people who are like, I don't understand it. You know, um, black people have equal opportunities as, as all of us. Those are the same people who believe in like cause and effect. This wouldn't have happened. If exactly. This didn't happen. Like, like when George Floyd hit the floor and the, and the police officer put his uh, knee in his neck. Right. Every video you ever watch of police brutality or just. Yeah, police brutality, you know, or, or a security guard using excessive force. It's always something with the neck. It's a move they use to restrain you. Now, being an officer and knowing those pressure points, you should also know that they're, they're also deadly. So to only apply a certain amount of pressure, to put your full knee on someone's neck, and to hear them say, I can't breathe, and continue to put your weight on it, yeah. killing them, how the fuck do you sleep at night? Yeah. How do you have so much hatred in your heart? And... Even more so, the people are, uh, that are supporting what has happened. The people who say, you know, I don't get the whole Black Lives Matter movement. All lives matter. Yeah, no shit, all lives matter. We're not saying black lives are the only lives that matter. What we're saying is that all lives don't matter until black lives matter because it feels like all lives matter except black lives. And like I've said, I've made several posts about this. The people who constantly chant and scream this all lives matter. Mm -hmm. What is it about yourself that feels so entitled mm -hmm. to not even see how how wrong that even sounds? Yeah. You like you can relate that to anything like you will never hear somebody say like, you know, I'm walking for breast cancer movement. It's like, well, fuck you, because all cancer matters. Like, no, exactly. Like, Who says shit like that? Exactly. That was so beautifully put and i also feel like those who keep saying all lives matter just like you said they, they almost feel like they want to be included mm -hmm. it's like like a little kid who walks into the into kindergarten with a huge scar on his arm and everyone's like oh my god like are you okay like i feel so bad and then the other kid next to you is so jealous like oh yeah well i have a scar on my arm too yeah it's, it's like, like please but nobody mm -hmm. but nobody asked you where it's not about you right now you it's about Okay. Oh, yeah, ahead. no, yeah. You, you sound like that whiny kid that wants attention. Yeah, like you really do. Come on now. It's like that old saying, if everyone put their problems in a pile, you would take yours back. Look, as a light-skinned Dominican, I will say that I have had racial slurs thrown at me from uh white people, from black people, and from people of my own fucking race, and I never took it to heart because it never affected me violently. It never affected me physically. But I still had in the back of my mind, like, w what was the point of all that? I, I guess the point I was trying to make was when it happens to someone of, of color, it's like it's that plus more. Yeah. You know, and I only went through that when I was in high school, middle school and high school. But imagine going through that your entire, your life, entire life, getting pulled over and wondering if today's a day. No, that's that's. Can so you imagine sad. teaching your children how to encounter cops? Like when my parents would would teach me, they would say, always turn off the car, keys on the dash, two hands on the wheel. Mm -hmm. That's it. Black people have to literally go through it with their child. Like, okay, make sure your hands are always visible. Make sure if you're going to reach for something, you let the officer know that you're going to reach for it. Shit. I mean, I've been in that situation where I'm like, I'll forget those rules and I don't even fear for my life. You know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking now, like if, you didn't have to teach that to your kid. You have privilege. Like, if you don't have to have these type of talks with your kids mm -hmm. or you've never had to have that fear inside you, you have privilege. And to me, it's like, I don't know how hard it is for people to actually see that. 
Like, yeah. how is it so hard? Another thing that's really scary is while this whole thing was going on, like a lot of people were weeding themselves out in my social media. Like, I didn't even know that I was following some crazy motherfuckers. Like, I had to personally block daily unfriend people because yeah. the statements that they were making i'm like this was a blessing in disguise to really um detox my entire social media and follow more people that value the or have the same beliefs as i do mm-hmm. i couldn't believe that i was sitting here following you this entire time during matters like this and that's how you really feel like i don't know if you've seen a couple of like those people who have yeah. came out no matter where you go, you're going to have people want to challenge your opinion. But that's not what we're saying. We're not saying that. Uh, I, uh? Sorry, just to cut you off really quickly. Me and you can disagree on shows, on fashion, on music. We, there is no type of disagreement on human rights. Exactly. None at all. There should be no type of controversial debate on there. That's the point I'm trying to make. Because when the Black Lives Matter movement started, I have met a lot of customers. And the area where I worked at, it bordered different towns. It bordered a town that was, was mainly filled with middle class to upper class white people. You know, they would automatically start talking about race. And I couldn't fathom why they felt the need to do that. I never brought mm-hmm. it up. I never, we never like had a conversation that would lead into that. It would just, that's what they started with. And um, they didn't understand these movements. They didn't understand what was going on. They didn't understand how people of color can think that they have less opportunity or, you know, with the police brutality, I always heard, you know, the police never have a reason to take out their firearm unless they feel threatened. Oh my God. Congratulations. So I just discovered the first layer. (laughs) Yeah. So you're trying to say that police officers don't reach for their gun unless they feel threatened. So why is it they have their hand on the holster when they pull you over? Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny that you say that because there's people that are trying to argue the fact that, well, you know, cops kill white people, too. So how are you not outraged? How are you not right. outraged at the fact? Like, I don't know what point you were trying to make with that. Mm-hmm. But how are you not outraged then? If police officers are meant to keep our community safe, but everybody can agree that once you see those lights turn on, you get scared. Mm-hmm. So we need to readjust the police academy and seeing how long it takes them to get their badge that cop that was kneeling on george floyd's neck apparently he had a shit ton of complaints Mm -hmm. but time and time again you see these unstable people serving so how do you not if you're the type of person that's cause and effect or evidence or fact based how do you not see these facts why do you only want to see what you want to see yeah so why is it when a cop automatically kill somebody they're not automatically fired they're automatically defended because they want to defend that precinct they want to say well we don't allow you know people to just be trigger happy it mm-hmm. happened because he was self-defense okay self-defense you know what maybe we can argue that but nowadays cops have body cams they have body cams and it should be illegal to cover your body cam it should be illegal to not release that footage and also if you're being recorded by the public Killing a man who's unarmed? You got three people on one dude. Have you guys ever been jumped? Let me tell you something. When you get jumped by several guys, it is hard to get away. Unless you're a fucking kung fu master. I didn't see George Floyd doing flips and kicking people in the face. They motherfuckers kept him to the ground and killed him. There are many videos out there of cops taking people who have their hands behind their back and pulling out their gun. You know what they should do at that moment? Pull out your taser. Pull out your pepper spray. 
you should only be taking out your gun if you see a weapon. If I show you my hands and my hands are up, why are you still pointing the gun? Mm-hmm. If anything, your gun should be on safety if you want to scare me. But really, you should have a taser out. I I much rather get tased with my hands up than to get shot so that I can eventually make it home to, you know, my wife and kids so that my mom can, you know, see me get married so that I can have children and one day see my grandkids. That guy had a daughter. How is it that we give psychopaths a fucking license to kill? And it's like you said before, they're they're meant to serve and protect us. How can they serve and protect our communities if we're afraid of them? It doesn't matter. You you could have literally had the cleanest record on the planet. You could be the most sober person ever and still get pulled over and be scared. Yep. Like I will say, um, I definitely encountered um, getting pulled over. My sister got pulled over. I was in the passenger seat in New York. And these cops definitely had one of those power trips where they thought it was funny to pull us over and accuse, uh, accuse us of having drugs on us just for a laugh. So they pulled us over, um, questioned us. Obviously, we were trying to get home. We weren't even drinking. We were visiting family. We were getting home, and they pulled us over. There were three cops, two on my sister's side, one on my side, all, like, with the flashlight looking at our car. And, you know, the cop is like, oh, you know what? I pulled you over. These plates come back that you have drugs in your car. Um... Like, are you sure you don't have drugs? Just consistently questioning us, like almost like expecting us to catch an attitude. Like they were definitely provoking us. So obviously my sister was like, no, whatever, whatever. And then as it got like more heated mm-hmm. where he just kept asking questions, he stops and it's like a movie. He just starts cracking up and then all of his like coworkers start cracking up and didn't even say, I'm sorry. And he just kind of like gave her her license back, like kind of like flicked it and just went back into the car. And my sister was crying, which I don't blame her because imagine being falsely accused of something. Yeah. Me and my sister are not dark skinned, but can you only imagine being that color Mm -hmm. and then going to jail for something that you had no parts of? Yeah. I think the problem is that a lot of people don't know their rights. You know, you have the right to question the cops. Here's the problem, though. It's your word versus theirs. Mm -hmm. And they have the backing of the police community. And they're the most tightly knit gangsters you have ever met. Why do you think so many corrupt cops in New York City? Because they can get away with it. I mean, there's even corrupt cops in, like, smaller towns. But if it's your say versus theirs, they're always going to win. And I will say, and I will apologize to the black community because... When I was younger, I thought the same way. I was like, well, if you're not doing anything wrong, why would they stop you? Why yeah. would they be so aggressive? I've had cops, too, try to fuck around with me. And I was always, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. I had a cop one time when I was saying, yes, sir. He was like, are you being sarcastic? Are you giving me an attitude? Yep. And I was like, no, sir, I am not. And I had my hands up the whole time. And for me, I was like, oh, what a fucking dickhead. And like that pissed me off, but I got over it. Imagine being a person of color saying that same thing and the cop says, all right, get out the car. Exactly. Get out the car. And I've seen videos of cops beating, literally beating on people. You have handcuffs for a reason. I saw a cop and a a black female. She was on the floor and he was punching her repeatedly on the temple, trying to knock her out. I don't think that's part of police training. She looked like she was probably 130 pounds soaking wet. And he looked like he had to be close to 200 pounds. He looked like he was in shape. You're telling me. Number one, you couldn't keep her on the ground and restrain her. 
you had to resort to violence. That was your first act was to punch her in the fucking head, mm-hmm. knock her out, possibly break her tooth. The thing they're trying to say is that people always say, if you comply with the cop, you shouldn't have a problem. Shouldn't. Shouldn't only applies to a certain few. Let me tell you something. If a cop were to tell me to step out the vehicle, you know what I would do? I would step out the vehicle. If a cop told me to show me his hands, I'd show him my hands. If the cop got physical and touched my face, I could not think fast enough. I might hit him because it's self-defense. But guess what? I get my ass knocked to the floor and I get arrested for assaulting an officer. And then at that point, he could just charge me whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, they provoke you, honestly. like They do it on purpose. Yeah, yeah even that example. That's why when a lot of people like to resort to this cause and effect type of opinion. Mm -hmm. I always tell them that story. Like my sister is not a drug dealer. My sister had no type of drugs in her car. And her sister is whiter than milk. So don't give me that bullshit that you have to, you know, constantly say like, no, sir. Yes, sir. Because most times they'll, they'll try by any means to provoke the shit out of you just Mm -hmm. so they can catch that attitude out of you. Maybe to want to pull you out the car and shit. Even because like you said before, I've even seen videos where they don't even catch an attitude and they still get pulled out the car. That right there should already show you where we stand as as a nation. I mean, it's very frustrating, man, because it's just that I've never been taught to look at somebody for the color of their skin. I was blessed that my parents grew up in, in in a in a neighborhood where it was so diverse to be exact. It was basically all minorities and I feel like I'm so blessed to be able to see all different types of races where it scares me that there's people who have never encountered a black person. Yes. And it, it, it disgusts me how like their first interaction to that is based off what they see on the media. When I was younger, it was probably the summer of seventh grade going to eighth grade. I went to Dominican Republic by myself. One thing that never failed that I always heard in Dominican in, uh, in DR was that they always said that Haitians were bad people. Now, yep. I was I was basically a kid. Actually, you know what? I was a kid. Yep. So when you tell a kid that somebody is bad, they're just going to believe you because they, they wouldn't see why you would lie and they wouldn't understand how to question it. So I remember being in the neighborhood and these um, two Haitian guys were walking down the street and these kids that I was in the neighborhood with started throwing rocks at them. Legit picking up rocks and throwing at them. And I didn't understand why. I didn't understand what they were doing wrong. They were just walking. They were talking a different language that I didn't understand. And um, they were saying, like, so many racial slurs in Spanish. And eventually, like, these Haitian people, they just, they, they kind of, like, cursed them out. But they, they never got violent. They just took it. So when I asked them, what, like, what they do wrong, they said that the Haitian people come here and they steal and they kill. And um, they're just really bad people. And they believe in, like, the devil. So I believed it until finally I grew up and I was like, that is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. They honestly fear Haitians or they have a negative perspective on Haitians because of of that dictatorship that that ruled once on the country. Like the initiative was to kill Haitians because he wanted to whitewash the entire country. Yeah, he, he even... He even recommended to Dominicans to cohabitate with the Jewish immigrants so that they can, as Dominicans would say, mejorar la, la raza. Yeah, which is to better the race. Which basically means to try to whiten the skin tone as mm-hmm. years go on by mixing with white people. Mm-hmm. 
and that's why a lot of dark Dominicans refuse to refuse to say they're black. So we have a lot of family members mm-hmm. um, that are dark skinned yep. and refuse to identify as black. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not so much that they neglect their history it, it, because they know the yeah, history. Yeah. But I honestly, like I say, like it's a generational curse mm-hmm. that unfortunately what happened in our country trickle down to the mindset of today's people even to this day i think that what happened in dr is super similar to what happened to in america i mean you have slaves that were basically dragged out of their countries killed most of them brought them over on the worst conditions ever now you force these people to come here to learn your language you force them to believe in your religion Mm -hmm. and you make sure they don't know how to read, they don't know how to write, and they don't know how to fight. So basically, you're trying your best to make sure these people are incapable of anything. Now, as you'll see with the Haitian history, this that was the first, um, I think, slave-owned country where they had a revolution where the slaves revolted against their captors and they took over the country. And there have been other um, colonies that would try to take over and it would never happen. So you have this generational thing where it keeps getting passed down and passed down and passed down. So what I'm trying to say is that like, it's almost like we are now wiping out those racist people in our country and trying that are brainwashed by their ancestors. I appreciate that the younger generation is standing up for things like this. Yeah. We need to be able to come together. And this is why I say everybody is held accountable because Unfortunately, we're dealing with the matter at hand in America, but we need to be able to look at ourselves and see how we can change the racial oppression that happens in our own communities. If it's a trend that dies down and we're just like, oh, you know, that was cool. I went and I protested, too. And, you know, Black Lives Matter. Um, But then if we just let it go, then that's how we just we, we come back to this pattern. The first protest I've ever been a part of was the Women's March in New York City, which was absolutely incredible i it felt like i was a part of the macy's fucking parade the amount of people the amount of support it wasn't just women it it was men um it was people of all different colors religion um it was beautiful and then going to the protest for the black lives matter movement with michelle i just imagined how much suffering these people had to go through for others to join in these marches for others to join in this in this movement yeah. to protect how they feel, to to say to them, like, hey, I don't know what you're going through, but I can just imagine. And I can just imagine how hard it must be. And I just want I just want you to know I support you and I'm here for you. Yeah. It was very touching, especially seeing a lot of different speakers that um different ages speaking out about, you know, their experiences with police brutality, systemic oppression. Um, little kids, I'm talking like eight years old or younger, saying how they feel, fearing for their parents or their brothers, cousins. And um, it makes you think. And it, it, it definitely made me feel so sad. Obviously, tears running down my cheeks. Like there, there should be no need that somebody at this young age or any age, in fact, should be feeling this way. Yeah, like hearing people um, ask the question, what are you protesting? Are you protesting the death of George Floyd? Are you protesting, you know, the 
inequality of black people in America? Are you protesting um, police brutality? It's like we're protesting all of that. You know what I mean? Like George Floyd's death was the straw that broke the camel's back. You know what I mean? It was like the last straw. This shit has been going on for decades. What's going on now is that it's being, it's like Will Smith said, racism isn't dead. I mean, racism isn't more alive. Sorry. Racism isn't more alive. It's just being filmed now. And the same thing with these police brutality videos. Like more people are, are filming it. More people are putting it up to show them, to show others like, look, look what's happening. There was a speaker during the protest. We walked all the way to the um, courthouse in Hackensack. And there was a speaker during the protest. Um, I don't know if she was Dominican or a Spanish lady whose son, Dominican, Dominican whose Spanish lady, whose son suffered from mental illness. The cops were called on him. The cops came into the room and the report said that he was shot twice. The mother was there and saw the body. There were 11 bullet holes. That's what we're trying to say, people, is that when bad people do bad shit and they get away with it, that's when shit becomes unfair. I mean, isn't isn't it like that? Don't you watch a movie and see the bad guy get away with it and you kind of think like this motherfucker, mm-hmm. right? Imagine having to go through it in real life. Can you imagine someone came into your house right now, broken, and they put 17 bullets in your little girl's head, but the report said that she fell? You would absolutely be outraged. We need to vote, man. Like, that's one of the things I, I definitely wanted to point out um, before we, we end this is that for the primary elections, make sure that you figure out what is your day to vote. Study your candidates because it's different from state to state and vote for people who will represent you in the best way because we can make all the noise that we can. But at the end of the day, if we don't really do stand up and vote for people who have our best interests, there's nothing that's ever going to change. Even though we are coming out with this episode speaking about this heavy topic that needs to be spoken about, um, it's not about us at all. So... I'll be plugging a lot of black artists, people who inspire the culture um, in the description below. There's going to be various people to support. Um, Also, to donate, we'll have resources down below, charities, places where you feel like maybe you can be of use and help uh, during this time. So... We have amazing people that I've researched that I hope you guys can definitely take a chance to, you know, listen mm-hmm. and be a part of, you know, what they have to say through their art or just through their voice. I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to backtrack again, but I just thought about when you when you said that. I just thought about how America is built off of so many different cultures but when you look across the world, it just seems like black culture is the base culture. So you love putting braids on and, and catching a tan. But if God damn it, if you don't stand up for Black Lives Matter, if you don't contribute somehow, again, you're part of the problem. Yeah. So like Michelle said, please educate yourself in the culture, in the movement, um, because their culture is American culture. Believe it or not. Thank you for listening. As always. And we are excited to be back and we're excited to be here. So catch us on the next episode. Remember every Wednesday and be the change in the world.
Peace out, everybody.